Welcome to the Georgia 2024 show. I'm on the road. This is brought to you by the Georgia Record or georgiarecord.com. Tried to find the best Wi-Fi I could because we're out covering political stories around the country and this is it. So it might be a little loud, but uh, please bear with us. I'd like you to please uh, help grow our Telegram channel. Just go to Telegram and look for Georgia Record and please connect. We really need to get the word out as to what's happening in Georgia and around the world. So please help us out there. And also our main channel at CD Media. Just please, uh, you can go to our website, look at all our social media channels and click follow and, and join. So thank you very much for that. Also, if you go to Miami Independent forward slash event or miamiindependent.com forward slash event, you will see our recent event we held in Miami, which is dealing with the protection of children. It was an amazing event. Uh, the panelists were just fantastic. And, and we really dug down into what's hurting our children, the evil that's going after our children. And you don't know what you don't know. So please go to Miami Independent forward slash miamiindependent.com forward slash event and sign up for the live stream. It's 25 bucks. Have an, have an event at your house. Stream it. It's several hours. The panel is amazing and uh, really just powerful as to what's happening to our kids from education to the vaccines to a spiritual standpoint to medical uh, on down the line. You don't know what you don't know. So please help us out. Sign up for the live stream. Have an event at your house. Bring over your friends and family who may be on the fence so they don't really know what's happening. This will open their eyes, I guarantee you. We still have some large expenses uh, to cover uh, on that event. So please help us out and get the live stream and, and even just send it to your friends. So thank you very much. We have a great show today. We have David Clements who joined Bill Quinn, our very own Bill Quinn to sit down and talk about uh, what's going on in election fraud in Georgia and across the country. We have Rhonda Thomas from Truth in Education, and then we're gonna have a discussion on the Eric system in Georgia and the Sonola cartel in Arizona. So first we're gonna get to our uh, discussion with Dave Clements. I, I hope you enjoy. We are uh, delighted to welcome uh, Professor David Clements uh, with us this afternoon. David is in the middle of a tour across a number of states surrounding Georgia. And uh, so thank you for making time, David. Very, very kind. Um, I think you refer to the tour as the Greater Magistrates Tour, yes? So I think it would be, it'd be interesting for, uh, for the listeners to understand where does that come from? How, what's the mission of the, uh, of the tour, if you will? Well, it really comes from a biblical understanding of um, being an image bearer of God. And uh, it's certainly something that comes to mind when you read about our founding fathers and their belief sets in uh, both the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. Um, but more recently, there's been a book put out by Matthew Trella, which is the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. Um, one distinction that I make that's a little bit different than Matthew is uh, he looks at the greater magistrate as like um, top of the totem pole, like a guy governor or a U.S. senator is greater than a lesser magistrate, which might be a county commission or a local clerk. I actually put them all on the same level. They all refer to themselves as public servants, um, which makes them lesser than us in this respect. The only way that they can derive their power to carry out the very functions of their office is through a transfer of power, and that transfer of power takes place in elections. Um, so we have to be greater than them for them to have the position uh, to hold their offices, to protect our property, our liberty rights, uh, our lives. And so we, in fact, are the greater magistrate. So the tour is basically 
focused on reorienting we the people and making sure that when they show up and hold people accountable to stand up to uh, tyranny, that they, they understand that that's actually the appropriate approach. Um, and then more importantly, in the space of elections, you know, we believe that many of the folks that are holding elected office uh, have gained those positions through a system that facilitates fraud. So that would make these folks not necessarily public servants, but usurpers, usurpers of an office that they really aren't entitled to. And that's probably why when we show up to these meetings that we're treated with such contempt and we're not treated as though we are the greater magistrate. So as we peel back the layers in our elections to, to highlight where things are going wrong or uh, in the few instances that they're going right, uh, it's important to know who you are in in this greater drama. Yeah, it's interesting you use the word contempt. Just recently, there's been instances here in Georgia of, um, of people doing public comment and being told, you know, time for you to sit down. Um, and uh, in one case, gentleman was actually arrested for refusing to withhold his public comments. He wanted to make sure that the information uh, got to the, uh, in that case, a, a county commission board. So the um, you you were in Fayetteville uh, last night. You're in uh, you're in Alabama today. Uh, can you share a little bit about where you're headed? And we'll probably add a little bit of that information into the uh, video as well. Well, I just got done with a breakfast presentation in uh, Opelika, just outside of Auburn. Mm. And as soon as I hang up this call, I'll be heading up to Birmingham, then off to Jackson, Mississippi, and then three spots in Louisiana, Shreveport, Abita Springs, and I think Baton Rouge. Um, and then I'll go home and I'll do it all over again in a few weeks in a different region. Uh, but I've, I've been to 46 states in the last calendar year trying to just do training seminars, uh, explain with clarity what's going wrong with our, our elections mm -hmm. and giving people a prescription. Yeah, I think that's incredibly helpful. You've, you've reached, I don't know how, how to estimate, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of folks probably in the various ways that you communicate. Well, some folks that I've uh, partnered with over the years, uh, you know, Mike Lindell, the cyber symposium, for instance, was seen by tens of millions. Um, so I've, if you're following elections, chances are, you know, I'm a known commodity in that sense. But um, on the road, certainly we've uh, interfaced with tens of thousands of people. And it's not just me. There's other uh, folks that I, I would say are kind of in the Paul Revere circuit, like uh, Dr. Frank or Seth Cashel. Mm -hmm. We're all constantly hitting different parts, but we got, you know, slightly different messages based on our disciplines and our experiences. But, but yeah, um, a lot of a lot of real estate has been covered. Yeah. So one of the one of the interesting dynamics over the last uh, couple of months has been the amount and sort of the nature of information that's been disclosed, uh, in part uh, because of Twitter's acquisition by Elon Musk, um, in part because of um the uh power now within the house to in actually investigate things that need to be investigated um i think you've made some comments publicly about some of the hearings going on with uh, uh representative luna and jordan and so forth what's what's your take as to what we might expect going forward there okay sorry i had someone that wanted to buzz in while we were talking oh, no um, i tried again um yeah, no, I was really uh, happy about 
uh, Representative Luna's line of questioning because basically she was the one that was able to dig up that there is a platform known as Jira, J-I-R-A, mm-hmm. where uh, former Twitter officials, people in social media were colluding with uh, law enforcement officials and members of the National Association of Secretaries of State. So she was focusing more on the medical suppression of information. You know, why is it that certain posts are being taken down by by Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera? Well, we know that there's contacts that are, that are happening from election workers um, or election officials to similar platforms, directing folks to take down information for people like myself. Uh, we've seen that in New Mexico. We've seen that in Louisiana. So they've scratched the surface on it. And it's our hope that based on the fact that it exists, as Jim Jordan continues to subpoena individuals, um, you know, across the country to add some of these secretaries of state and put them under oath. And let's see if there's a similar collusion, because if that's happening and it is happening, at least in New Mexico and Louisiana, I can I can verify that with the stuff that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Then you're seeing a violation of the First Amendment uh, and a violation of federal law. Uh, you cannot create creatures of the state through these um, these social media groups and be a government agent suppressing your constituents' voices. It's highly illegal. And that came to light uh, through the weaponization hearings, and we, we hope to see more. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it yet. There's an article that uh, came out in the last 24 hours regarding a visit by uh, Alabama's uh, Secretary of State, Wes Allen, to Eric's headquarters. Um, in Washington, and apparently uh, they found no one there. Um, yeah. No server, no servers, no people, no employees, and of course begs the question. You know, so many states have—I uh, think, gosh, is it 31 states now—are engaged with Eric, something like that. Um, how can you how can you rely on an organization that doesn't seem to have any people and infrastructure and so forth to manage the? Uh, uh, the inflow and outflow of your voter uh, registration rolls. Scary, scary stuff. Yeah. Well, there's a shell there, right? And, um, you know, since we talked just yesterday, there's been more bombshells out of Arizona. Uh, there was testimony about um, basically uh, fraudulent financial transactions that are facilitating money laundering. And when they start looking at some of the deeds of trust, we're finding out that people like Katie Hobbs' name are part of the document cachet. Uh, so when we talk about shell games and we talk about money laundering, there are some stuff that's brewing right now in Arizona as a result of the official hearings, I think, that they conducted two days ago. And the findings thus far are explosive. Uh, there's an attorney by the last name of Thaler that apparently has the receipts. Um, and it just shows you that the election enterprise is truly a criminal enterprise. Um, whether you've got sham offices where no one's actually working there, all the way down to connections with the Sinaloa drug cartel in Arizona, it's it's bad. There's a lot of bad stuff happening, and I think we've just scratched the surface of another massive bombshell that's coming your way. Yeah, it it may, makes folks wonder, you know, how deep does this all go, and in what areas? So let, let's maybe change tack for just a minute and talk about something that's hopeful and encouraging. The, uh, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a um, spontaneous revival, if you will, that cropped up first at 
um, at Asbury University in Kentucky, but has now continued to spread for these last couple of weeks. Um, I'd, I'd seen several um, notes that indicated perhaps 25, 30 locations across the US. Um, and just today they reported at Texas A&M, students were being baptized in public fountains. Fascinating. So I've heard you speak about, you know, scripture and the, the hand and works of, of God in, in um, county commission settings. But what, let me leave it to you. What do you make of this current dynamic? Well, I've been praying for revival um, really since November 3rd, 2020, because we needed to have a, a cultural transformation. It's one thing to, to intuitively know that there's something wrong with our systems, but um, when you understand fully that our institutions are, are, are irretrievably, irretrievably broken from the judiciary to the legislature, well, then you need God. Uh, you, you know, I'm going, I might have some impressive credentials and we, we have some other patriots that are, that are wonderfully brilliant, but you're dealing with a nation that has been ideologically possessed by the spirit of Marxism, comfort, pleasure. And the only way to combat that is revival. People need to, to basically have their come to Jesus moment. And the fact that we're seeing it so spontaneously and without shame and people just don't care about whether it's PC or cool mm -hmm. uh, shows you that it's authentic. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people are so desperate to see their need right now. They see the need of our nation. So it's so encouraging to see what's going on in Asbury and other places. And I think it's going to continue to grow, especially while in tandem with the exposure of corruption, because anytime we get to see exposing of corruption, we're starting to see justice. Uh, so we want justice and mercy and revival is got to be central to both of those things happening. Yeah, this is uh, I've heard a number of folks in, in uh, just the last week or two, you know, it's an amazing time to be allowed to witness all this stuff going on and in, in both in, you know, from a negative concerning side, but also from a hopeful you know, uh, spiritual side. Fascinating. Um, so as folks need w wish uh, and want to get more information about your plans as we go forward, um, could you share where they should look for that? Um, sure. Uh, I've got a website called theprofessorsrecord.com. If you scroll down on the homepage, you'll see links to all of my social media accounts, uh, depending on which one your viewers are on. Mm -hmm. But you can find me usually on Telegram at the Professor's Record. Make sure it's the right one because I've got a lot of imposter accounts, but the Professor's okay. Record on Telegram and on Truth at Professor David Clements. Uh, let's just start with those. And if you're on the other ones like Gab or any others, just look to my website and you'll find it. Okay, that sounds great. Very much appreciate you making time, especially in the middle of trying to move from one city to another today. So uh, we, we look forward to the next chance to catch up and, and uh, as always, wish you well and, and God bless you, sir. Thank you, Bill. God bless you. So there you have it from David Clemens. Uh, always welcome on our show and a, a guest many times and tip of the spear leading for election integrity in Georgia and across the country. Uh, we're going to shortly bring in Rhonda Thomas from Truth and Education. She has an event to talk about but I wanna please bring your attention to our NOAA subscriptions. We have 11 websites at last count around the world, global, literal, a global news service. 
from the Balkans to Eastern Europe to the Middle East to Asia to the U.S. Sign up for our no ad subscription. It's a few bucks a month and you get no ads. I know people hate pop-up ads coming on their phones and everything, but we have to make money. We have to survive. We can't give our product away for free, but you can go there, sign up for our no ad, ad, no ad subscription and you get access to all the sites. So you won't miss any news and you won't have any ads on any of the sites, I promise you. If you do let us know, we'll, we'll fix it. So I wanna bring in Rhonda now. Hi, Rhonda, Bill. thanks for joining us. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. So. Uh, um, you have an event coming up, so tell us tell us what's going on with Truth and Education. We do. Truth and Education is very honored to have these speakers coming into Atlanta to uh, educate parents and us. So Dr. James Lindsay has a podcast called New Disclosures. I would highly recommend that to anyone that wants to learn more. He's highly educated on all of the things we're struggling with in the schools from social emotional learning to uh, sex ed, uh, books in the library, which we know we're dealing with. And there's a, just a new article out, right, about the young man who read in front of the school board. What a, yeah. what a brave young man. Uh, and to think that he is even having to read something like that. So I was proud of him. But Dr. James Lindsay will be with also Yako Boyens. Uh, I'm not sure if people are familiar with Yako, but he's had a, a sex traffic ministry for over 20 years. You can find him talking on PragerU about how our comprehensive sex ed within our schools is grooming our children for sex trafficking and for pedophilia, which I think we're all seeing that. So um, Alvin Liu has great tools. He uh, is amazing with what he's created. So um, I'm, Courage is a Habit is the name of his group. So we're looking forward uh, to March the 11th at Dunwoody Baptist, and we are really trying to get parents out, grandparents, citizens, anyone that can come Without knowledge, we really don't know what we're fighting. We've got to know our enemy. I agree with and you. We found out at, at our events that people don't know what they don't know. And, and people mm -hmm. need to come out and really understand what the agenda is. It's multifaceted against kids, right? I mean, it's it is not, multifaceted. It, yeah. So, in fact, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, tell us more specifically what the event is trying to do uh, yeah. in, a, in a nutshell. Well, the event is trying really to, for people who already have an idea of what's happening in our schools to mm -hmm. further their knowledge, but also for people that don't to try to bring, bring awareness and wake them up. We need an army. We need an mm -hmm. army. What's happening in our schools, what we're seeing is the symptoms, the books, the sex ed, all of that mm -hmm. are just symptoms of a deeper problem. And we need to get to the root of the problem. And part of that is parental rights. Part mm -hmm. of that is a Marxist agenda that is really moving fast within our school. Part of social emotional learning is separating mm -hmm. the child from the parent. They want to break down the families in order to control the children. So, so this... True. This is a big movement. So we need to make parents aware to know what to look for within their schools and if they need to, to know what the alternatives are. So it's not just the parents, right? It's the entire family that needs to know what's the happening. The entire it's, family, it's, yes. The grandparents need to know about it so they can get involved. It, it really is really takes a village, uh, to use a Marxist term. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> but we really need to go after it from a whole family unit concept, not just the uh, the parents, right? Yes, and Todd, I like that you said whole family because one mm -hmm. of the biggest movements within our schools is whole child, whole community, also mm -hmm. known as a wraparound service. So mm -hmm. as we saw last session, HB 1013, the Mental Health Parity Act passed. That was just a framework for everything that they want to see happen. So this year, there are a lot of supplemental bills coming in to shore up funding for what mm -hmm. they want to see having part of that is the health clinics in our schools, which we believe will further erode all parental rights. So that's meaning be they a, could like have, you have your kid get an abortion, have them get the vaccine, whatever without, they without telling the parents, right? If you think about it, we have a document from HHS that says in Georgia at 13, a child can make their own mental health and drug addiction decisions outpatient only. If that is true, and I haven't found anyone to show me differently, those children are going to be going to these clinics and they can be sent out. Remember, these are outpatient services mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for on a morning after pill, for hormones, puberty blockers, mm -hmm. all of that. And the parents aren't going to know. So yeah. Biden has passed quite a few executive orders. Let me tell you about the least recent one that he did. It's executive order 14091, February 23rd of this year. And it's all about furthering, furthering equity, racial equity, transgenderism, gender identity, all of it. So if this is what these, this is what all the grants are tied to that our mm -hmm. schools are going to be applying for. And it's going to require trans care, health care. So this is a much bigger agenda than what I think most parents realize. I completely agree. So tell us where can people get tickets for the event? Um, you know, how can they help Truth Education? How can they find you on the web? All of it. They can find us at truthineducation.org. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. And they can go to Ticket Leap and uh, purchase a ticket for the event. They can also email us if they have any problems finding it. And that's info at truthineducation.org. One more bill I want to mention, if it's okay, mm -hmm. Todd, because sure, we know right now the books are such a huge focus. Senate Bill 154 is a simple one-page bill. In 1983, Georgia actually passed a law that, remo that re um, moved K-12 libraries from the obscenity exemption. That's why we cannot get these books out of our schools. 43 states have that exemption. So until we close that loophole, these books are not going to go anywhere. So SB 154 is a one-page bill just saying remove K-12 libraries from that obscenity exemption. It's not getting a hearing. We need people to reach out to their legislators and say, we want this bill heard and we want it moved forward. And we want it passed because unless we pass that bill, we're not going to get these books out of the library. Well, especially in Georgia, the, the legislators yes. really need to feel more pressure on a lot of these issues from yes, across they do. the board because everybody's, you know, the Secretary of State is obviously not working in our interests and is not going to. So it's no. the legislature where you can really, a lot of these guys just are lazy and don't know what's going on yes. or don't want to know, or, but if they're forced mm -hmm. to know, then 
you know, with thousands of people banging on their door, then maybe they will get the message. So that's important, I think. I think it is. And I think the battle is one that we have to carry forward. Yes. We can't count on our legislators for all of this. Parents want to keep their rights and grandparents and all of us, we have mm -hmm. got to get involved and know more. And that's what's so great about March the 11th. They're, these are national speakers that are well known yeah. um, and are quoted by people like Vody Botman and Dr. Mm -hmm. Michael Youssef. Uh, so they're really key. And Eric Metaxas. So yeah. I hope people will join us on that at that event. Well, thank you, Rhonda. We'll uh, we'll put something out on the Georgia record for that. So thanks All for right. joining us today. I appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. So quickly, before we bring on Bill Quinn for a discussion on a couple issues, uh, Skyhorse Publishing put out Christina Bob's book, Stealing Your Vote. And there's been a lot of people saying, well, there's no evidence of election fraud, blah, 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 blah. Although we printed a lot of it at the Georgia record on our Georgia election integrity series. But he find the book by Christina Bob. It's on online retailers everywhere. Stealing Your Vote by Skyhorse Publishing. And buy it and pass it around your family and pass it around your friends who don't think the election was stolen. I think you'll be uh, very surprised. So Stealing Your Vote by Christina Bob. I'm going to bring on Bill. Hello, sir. Hey, good afternoon, Todd. How are you? Uh, it's great to have you. And for all our viewers, Bill is the, the muscle behind the Georgia record. And uh, he's... He's uh, really helping us in a major way, and we really appreciate it. And people getting involved and pushing the truth out is really important. So thank you, Bill, for, for all your help on okay. the back that nobody sees. So, <laughs> so uh, Eric is a big issue we need to discuss and also what happened in Arizona. So I'll give the floor to you. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been an amazing week. We've had a lot of stuff come out. So um, I thought and you heard uh, uh, Professor Clemens make a couple comments about these same areas. So kind of made sense to delve deeper into them. Um, you'll find an article that we wrote on Eric uh, beginning about a month ago. And this has been a, uh, a hot button for election integrity folks for months, if not now, a couple of years. Um, ERIC stands for the Electronic Registration Information Center, and it was founded in uh, 20, uh, 2012 by David Becker. Mm -hmm. And it, its mission, if you listen to ERIC, is to help states keep track of voters, and as they make changes that change their ability to be registered in that state, they're supposed to help the states clean um, and, and modify their voter rolls for accuracy on a very timely basis. Unfortunately, if you listen to the folks like David, like uh, like Seth, like Catherine Engelbrecht and others, it appears that it may be doing the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. And we'll explain a, a bit more why, but like many things, if you follow- Meaning enabling election fraud instead of- trying Enabling to election fraud and building yeah. up voter rolls to the point where there's lots of um, voters that no longer qualify, voters that have moved, voters that who knows if they're real people in the first place? Um, so um, if, if you follow the same thinking as many of these challenges, you follow the money, you follow the people involved, and you begin to see some funny commonalities. Mm. So um, kudos to the new uh, Secretary of State of Alabama, um, Wes Allen. He was elected in November. He was sworn in in January. And my understanding is the very first act that he took in Alabama was to withdraw the state from Eric. Mm -hmm. 
So kudos for that. Mm -hmm. um, he was uh, attending or uh, scheduled to attend the uh, Nationalist uh, Association of Secretaries of State in Washington, and apparently took that opportunity to stop by the um, official headquarters office of Eric in Washington, D.C. Lo and behold, he finds no one there, no servers, no personnel. And in fact, it's one of these temporary offices where it's uh, apparently something like shared space with other yeah. companies. Yeah. So um, fascinating that that nobody would be there. Um, there are some some uh, employees that are listed as remote workers, if you will. Um, notably, there's uh, there's there's one by the name of Sarah Witt, and the reason I bring her up is because she joined um, Eric in the same year that Brad Raffensperger signed Georgia up for uh, participation in ERIC. Um, Ms. Ms. Witt is from Wisconsin, and we'll come back to that in just a minute. But again, you look at these funny patterns where there's overlap between various states, between various folks, and you begin to see some patterns. Mm -hmm. um, so Wisconsin, uh, like Georgia, has a particular, at that time, back in 19 and 20, had a particular set of language that if you want to use an absentee ballot, you must deliver it one of two ways. You can hand deliver it to your local election office, or you can drop it in a U.S. post office box and mail it. Mm -hmm. And it said those shall be the two, two ways. Now, what, what happened in Georgia in 2020? In April, the... the um, um, State Election Board, led at that time and chaired by Brad Raffensperger, put in place an approval for folks to have drop boxes. Problem was, they don't have that power. Only the legislature in Georgia has the power to change what, what most attorneys refer to as black letter law, the statutes that exist in Georgia. Notably, what happened in Wisconsin, and this is why I, why I call together these sort of patterns that you see. Wisconsin, their state election board issued a couple of memorandums and said to the local the election directors all over Wisconsin, oh, you can you're allowed to use drop boxes because this is an emergency. So you go use drop boxes. It's fine. Well, guess what? In the state of Wisconsin, those entities don't have that that ability either. And last year in July of 2020, the Wisconsin Supreme Court called them out and said, this wasn't, this isn't legal now, and it wasn't legal in 2020. And so they called those memoranda that gave this approval void. So very interesting. Um, who else is focused on, um, you know, Eric? Well, again, the-, the let, let me say just one thing there. The, the, the uh, my understanding, I'm not sure if I'm correct, but no one knows where the servers for Eric are located. Am I correct? At, at the moment, I don't believe anybody does. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, as part of uh, either uh, Mr. Allen's statement or part of one of the articles on it, mm -hmm. um, they called out the fact that the the leadership of Eric refuses to disclose mm -hmm. where the servers are. Yeah. And keep in mind, there's 31 states that all have millions upon millions of voter registration uh, entries. And where is it? And and why is it not able to be disclosed? Well, one of the things yeah. you, look, you look at about Eric's contract. Or inspected. They, or yeah. inspected. Yeah. Um, one of the things about Eric's contracts is they, they have deep 
non-disclosure stipulations in those contracts with the states. And so the states are not supposed to talk about of things even even down to the information that's being granted to Eric, which others have found out is not just voter registration information. And they uh, they mandate Eric mandates that they have access to drivers um, information, drivers registrations, health information, social security information, residency information. Unbelievable. And and you begin looking at this in the context of, you know, how many people in the world have my personal information floating through their systems? Sounds like Eric's. You know, what? I'm I'm involved in Florida as well with our Florida Miami Independent.com paper, and Florida won't deal with Eric either. You know, Florida is supposed to be the gold standard, but they won't get rid of Eric, and they won't get rid of the machines, and they won't deal with massive mail-in ballot fraud. So all these issues are going to bubble to the top. But yeah. go ahead, Bill. No, no, no. Those are those are super points, and it it. It begs the question, if you won't deal with the real issues, why not? And we're going to see that crop up, I think, again and again and again. So back to who, how this gets started. David Becker founded ERIC in 20, 2012. He stepped back and formed another organization called the Center for Election Innovation and Research in 2016. Notably, one of the places that Eric apparently shares their information is with this other entity. And then we go back to follow the money. Who, who uh, is contributing money to this uh, CEIR, Center for Election Innovation and um, Research? CTCL. So again, Zuckerbucks finding their way into wow. many crevices through this notion of having you know, 501c3s, which are largely immune from much reporting. You you can't do open records requests typically on them as easily. There's lots of issues with getting data out of them. And one one more place where here comes a here comes a connection, a money connection, and it's back to you know this uh, uh, 501c3 that seems to be in some ways connected to uh, to Eric. So yeah. one of the things that I would uh, advise folks to do is keep your eyes on, you know, on Eric and what's going on, where the money is flowing, names associated with them, and where else those names are showing up. Um, this Monday, um, Catherine Engelbrett will be speaking about, uh, as part of uh, her Monday um, podcast, uh, Monday evening at 7. Um, she'll be talking, I believe, in part about something, uh, some of these things that are beginning to be exposed around Eric. So for that and all the other information that uh, that she brings forward, I would highly encourage folks to get on that. If you if you aren't already part of True the Vote Locals, it's easy to get on. Just go to truthevote.org, look for locals, register, and you can listen in. Real simple. Good good information. And of course, Catherine and uh, um, and also uh, Greg uh, Phillips from OPSEC are probably a couple of the best when it comes to voter registrations um, and all the issues sur surrounding uh, uh, election integrity across the U.S. right now. So, so, so let's then, go ahead. I was going to say let's move on to the cartels. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's. So this is going to be, you know, first of all, we are early into this cartel discussion. So. Um, I'm going to be careful to make sure we, we talk about where we are and what is in hand. And what um, we know and what we what don't we, know what for we sure. Know and what yeah. we're hearing, but you know, right. much of this is to be, to be confirmed. So let's start there. Um, this week, um, a young lady by the name of Jacqueline Breger, 
who is uh, a uh, an investigator for the Thaler um, Hill Law Firm, stood before the Arizona Senate and House Elections Committees and reported an amazing array of information that they have found. And it's not that they found it only in the last few months. Some of this goes back to prior investigations that actually have um, uncovered uh, money laundering in a number of states and have actually produced convictions in previous years. What we're finding now is that um, the breadth of this and the type of individuals involved may be much more concerning and broad than uh, was previously thought. So um, John Thaler is um, also the attorney with that firm and reported findings to um, to Governor Doug Ducey before the end of Doug Ducey's term in 2022. Notably, a number of the folks that appear to be caught up in this include names like former Governor Doug Ducey, current Governor Katie Hobbs, State Senator Ken Bennett, who was also um, prior Secretary of State of the state of Arizona, um, Robert Runbeck and the, potentially the Runbeck Corporation, and many, many more. Um, it's been characterized as um, producing over the course of some years, 25 billion in laundered money, including a, a substantial uh, fraction that um, they are stating will be found to be bribes. Um, that's typically, they're stating that one discussion is over a 10 year period in Arizona. But so th this also, is per the Thaler report, correct? This is I mean, per this Thaler. Is, this is all yeah. information at the moment coming from Thaler and the, and the documents that have already been produced, many of which are- and We posted this on cdm.press uh, yesterday night. So check okay. it out there. Right. Very good. Um, this is not just Arizona. The, some of the original investigations were about cross-state boundary launder, uh, laundering payments um, that were originating in California and other states, but cross-state things that go back, you know, six, eight, seven, nine years now. So the, the breadth of this and some of the names that are involved now are more current and, of course, more concerning. Um, I, I hold in my hand a list of... Um, just the just one of the documents they've released and it appears to have 50 60 70 names but the expectation here is we're talking about hundreds maybe more individuals and across the across the country in in 20 states or more um they described a couple which was i found fascinating a couple of the mechanisms that had been used some of it revolves around um fake if you will um real estate transactions so cases where either the buyer or the seller were false, perhaps fictitious people, perhaps people pretending to be someone that the other than who they were. Um, and of course, if, you, if the entire transaction is fake, you can move money. You have a reason for moving money. Um, and you can usually do it in big chunks. Well, well, not only that, let me interrupt there. The, the sure. real estate issue has long been a, a, a glitch in the money laundering codes. You know, a lot of the Russian oligarchs move money here, buy real estate, and it's not under scrutiny like the banks are. So it's just a way to 
to launder money. That's Go right. Ahead. I think it was I think it was last year, if I recall, that there was um, um, Primbank, was it that was uh, that had several properties um, seized by the FBI, one in Dallas and one in uh, Cleveland, I think. Um, yeah. For for that, for yeah. using laundered money to buy uh, yeah. to buy property, one of the other ways that that they are describing this can be used is through is creating a system of bribery. So imagine this, and again, we're we're using a hypothetical at the moment until we see documents that prove this in each case. But apparently, um, Mr. Thaler has has um, stated that he's already turned over documents, including people's names, to these two committees in Arizona. But imagine this: um, you get a you get a call from somebody that wishes to bribe you, and you happen to be a, some sort of a an official somewhere, and they say, "Go out tomorrow and buy a piece of real estate. Put 10% down and buy it. Um, we're going to give you a mortgage company to work through." Now, is that mortgage company real, or is it something they created on paper? Don't know. Remains to be seen. Some are saying that these are just plain fictitious companies. So you end up closing a transaction. You have a um, you have 10% down, and now you have a mortgage for some some amount. Call it $300,000. Well, on paper, it looks perfectly natural. It looks to those who would look at the paper as if it was just another transaction. Um, <clears throat> but what if you never had to pay that mortgage back? Or what if it just plain evaporated at some point? All of a sudden, where's the 300000 it's in the property. It's in yeah. your property. So um, the that is one mechanism of moving money, if you will. They they end up uh, buying the property from they being the bad guys, buy the property from potentially from a seller. That transaction closes normally, but then they transfer the property to you through a, a number of different bogus uh, mechanisms. Some bogus companies, some bogus paperwork, some both. And you end up with a property that you only had to pay 10% for. So as an example. What a deal. What a deal. What a deal. Yeah. And what a way to fit a transaction that moves a large payoff through a set of standards that you would think would be pretty tight, but in fact are not. I mean, think about who tracks the equity gain in your house year over year. Nobody. Nobody's looking at that. Um, who, who tracks whether you paid off your mortgage when it comes to um, you know, stipulating a, your compliance. People aren't looking at that. So clearly there's going to be much, much more. Um, once again, we'll say we're 72 hours, maybe 100 hours into this now, but thousands, millions of eyes on looking what's going on. Um, supposedly there's at least 120,000 documents that have been gathered by this uh, investigative team. So I, I suspect we will see much, much, much more. So back, wow. back to the comments with David, you know, it's this um, this year so far in the last few months have been an amazing period of disclosure and information coming. And I, I'll, I'll make you a bet today, Todd, we ain't we ain't even close to done. Yeah. And it's been building for years, decades, and it's it's wide and broad and has to be rooted out by the roots. But you know what? I think I think that as people realize this is criminal and cartel business that has infected our elections, you may see more of a response from the people to instead of just, you know, shoddy work or whatever, you may see people really get angry. I think that's, know? I think that's valid. I think the other mm -hmm. thing that you may see is people have been confused. You know, they see these different issues, um, mm -hmm. open border, people mm -hmm. being trucked, uh, flown across town, across town, across 
the country in some cases. Um, then they then they say, well, wait a minute. Then we've got this problem with elections, and then we have these issues going on in health and in education, and other things. What is one of the one of the largest causes of death in children at the moment? Fentanyl, mm -hmm. right? All across mm -hmm. the country. Mm -hmm. Where is fentanyl coming from? Across yeah. the border. Like, with China's help. With China's help, and, and who's the making, yeah. and who's making money? One of yeah. the things that, uh, and I, I don't have the stat with me, I apologize, but one of the things that I read that was the amount of fentanyl that has been confiscated over the last few months, nearly half of it, nearly half, has been out of Arizona. So all I, of a sudden, yeah. there appears to be, you know, again, these patterns, I guess I'll call them. Arizona's that, ground zero, and Georgia, actually. No, and Georgia, unfortunately. So, so I, I think you're going to find out that, this is that the U.S. government is the largest human trafficker and the largest drug trafficker out there right now under Biden's control. Yeah, difficult things for folks to swallow, but compared to the rest of the stuff we've seen the last few months, I mean, and and if I may, it goes back again to what one of the things we closed with with David, which is, you know, when when the when the going gets rough and you need something to count on. You got to count on God because it's the foundation that so many things have to come from. Um, I think a lot of people are going to realize that's a an important step uh, personally and uh, and for their families as we go forward. Well, I've seen it in our, our family's life. I mean, it's happening, you know, yeah. in a microcosm. So and you and folks are going to have to face this. There's not going to be a way to get around it. I don't think so. Yeah. Whatever that means and whatever that has to um, um, manifest into for folks' lives. Yeah. It is what it is. It's what we got to do to take the country back. To save the republic. Well, Bill, thank you so much for your time and uh, look forward to next week. And uh, thank you again for all your help. Thank you, Todd. All right, take care. So before we leave, one more plug for Stealing Your Vote by Christina Bob. Buy a copy, give it to some people who are on the fence to find out exactly what's going on in the election system and in 2020. Uh, you can find it at retailers anywhere. And with that, we'll see you next week on the Georgia 24 show. Thank you.